Good morning. I'm Anna Marie, and it's time again for Focus. There's an organization here in Nashville. It's comprised of a bunch of nonprofits that's here to help Davidson County recover from disasters. I'm going to help you get acquainted with that organization today. We've got two guests. We're going to start with Amy Fair. She's the Vice President of Donor Services with the Community Foundation of Middle Tennessee. And we're going to talk about VOAD. Welcome, first of all, Amy. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for joining us. Now, um, you want to tell people first off what VOAD stands for and just kind of start there, start at the beginning? Sure. Uh, VOAD stands for Volunteers. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Voluntary Organizations Active in Disaster. Correct. (laughs) We're going to help each other get through this because that's what this is all about. Thank you. I need help. Helping each other get through hard times. That's what we're doing here in Davidson County. Okay, so uh, what is that? That is really a collaboration of nonprofits. Currently, we have about 40 organizations that have signed on to become part of VOAD. It's really people that raise their hand and say, we have resources. We want to be here to help people when they're in need. Mm -hmm. Organizations like what? Organizations like the Community Resource Center, Hands on Nashville, We, the Community Foundation, uh, Second Harvest Food Bank, some of those larger global organizations across the city, Mm -hmm. but then neighborhood-based community organizations that care about specific needs specific communities we got the 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 big organizations and then the smaller ones who can actually get things into the hands of neighbors absolutely we're really we want to cover the city um we've talked about it in terms of let's look at the city in a grid and say what are those organizations that can serve south nashville what are those organizations that can serve north nashville okay yeah okay And so what do people need to know about VOAD? That VOAD is comprised of people who care about people in the city. They do it every day. Mm -hmm. um, And they're just willing to step up a notch in disaster. Um, People might need food, shelter, and clothing, and they'll be here for that. But we're also here for the long term, those bigger needs. Like what? Repairing of housing after the tornado. Um, Cleaning out houses after a flood helping get um, people's homes back in order after things have been destroyed uh, from natural disasters. And we've had a bunch of all of this. Always. Lately. (laughs) Every time you turn around. Yes. And so what are the needs right now? There's still a bunch of needs right now. I saw something on maybe on Hands on Nashville where they were talking about helping people still tear down and rebuild houses and things. Absolutely. Um, It's a term called muck and gut after a flood. Uh, You really have to get that water damage out, uh, pull down some of the drywall so you prevent mold growth. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's really a focus. And that's something that right after a flood, first 30 days is one of the most important things. Yeah. Muck and gut. Muck and gut. Wow. You've learned something new today. (laughs) I feel like sometime I need that in my life. (laughs) Let's just muck and gut this and move on. Let's do some rebuilding. Well, so uh, how many flood damaged, how many homes were flood damaged in this recent round of um, flooding. The estimate, uh, the last estimate we had was about 750 in Davidson mm-hmm. County alone. Wow. Uh, the majority of that is in this very zip code that you're in, 37211. About 75% of the people that have made requests were from that South Nashville, Nolensville corridor area. Mm-hmm. And you know, <clears throat> excuse me, 
And one of our Metro Council women called the other night and she said, for some of us, this is way worse than the flood of 2010. She said it was way more devastating because there was so much more damage, except it just wasn't in downtown Nashville. So everybody didn't see it. Right. What, what we've said is a flood is often invisible, right? Because the water's there and you see it, but then it recedes. Yeah. And so that residual impact that you see in a tornado where somebody's roof is ripped off isn't the same in a flood. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely we've heard reports of people saying, oh, I've been in this house since May 2010. I live on Seven Mile Creek and the water was five inches higher than in May 2010. So there are pockets where the damage was more significant than yeah. the May 2010 flood. So what can we do? What do we need to do to help? If there are more than 40 organizations, we can't help all of them. We can't make donations to all of them. What can we do to help? What we suggest, um, there are some core organizations that you can support. Hands on Nashville needs volunteers. There are all kinds of volunteer opportunities and You know, COVID certainly impacts volunteers, but as things start opening back up, people can do social distance volunteering, help with muck and gut, help with cleanup. People can give to the Community Resource Center, which is key in getting items to people, or they can support the Community Foundation. We have a fund that we will then turn around and distribute to all those organizations that are participating. Okay. If you're just joining us, we're talking today about VOAD, Voluntary Organizations Active in Disaster. This is 40-plus nonprofits who are helping and who step up in Davidson County when disaster strikes. We're talking now with Amy Fair, the Vice President of Donor Services with the Community Foundation of Middle Tennessee. So do we go specifically to an organization that we have a heart for on the Community Foundation side, or we just give that to you? If you give it to us, um, it will go in the Metro Nashville Disaster Response Fund. And then we will, in turn, make grants to community organizations doing the work. One thing is true. We don't charge any sort of fee um, for this work. We think disasters are important. We think it's important to get the money out to the people that are in need. So like four years later, we're not going to hear about, well, nothing ever happened with that money. No, yeah. we we spend all that money out to the organizations and we report on it and share all of the details so people can see where it went. OK, what are some of the things that the money will be going for specifically? Will it be like for supplies for houses? Will it be for food for people? Will it be for shelter while they're getting their homes you know, repaired? All of the above. All of the above. Um, So far, we've made grants to organizations um, that have focused on financial assistance. So someplace like a Conexion uh, that is helping people with gift cards to buy things um, right. to put back in their homes. Yeah, Housing, getting people into temporary housing because their housing was destroyed or get them into more permanent housing. Uh, we've made grants so far for that. So we look at things, what is the immediate need right now and mm-hmm. give to it. Food, shelter, and clothing is always the start. Yeah. Then you talk about temporary residence. Then you talk about repair. Then you talk about working with a CRC to get furniture. The community resource center. Right. Community resource center to get the home put back together. Right. And the gift cards are important because I've seen so many people say, well, I'm going to give my old sofa. And you have to have places to store that 
stuff and then figure out who exactly needs an old sofa. Instead, gift cards help people get exactly what they need. Gift cards help people. Um, cash that we're giving to some of the housing agencies will pay rents and deposits yeah. for people, which is critical, right? Like people can't get back onto the road to recovery if they don't feel comfortable in their home, if they don't have a roof over their head. Yeah. The other important point to make is there were a number of people that are homeless in our community that were impacted by this flooding. So that's a significant population that was impacted. So what do they need? They need return to what their normalcy is. Some people have been uh, part of a rapid rehousing program to get the homeless housing, but that home was damaged by flooding. So mm. people that finally got a home oh my gosh. now have lost it again. Oh my gosh. So make donations or... Try and find ways to donate your time and your skills and your efforts. Right. CFMT.org for making donations. Han.org, H-O-N.org for volunteering. Okay. And if we go to CFMT.org, will that guide us to the other places as well? So we have one central place or is there one central website that we go to to get all the information or find out where to go? Um, to give at CFMT.org. But the most important website to know for Nashville VOAD is nashvillerespons.com and you go there and you'll be able to see all of the organizations that have signed on to be part of this oh, effort. Good. So it's basically a VOAD list. Yes. nashvillerespons.com. Correct. Okay, we'll do that. Anything else that I've neglected to ask that you feel is important to add, Amy? No, just thank you for bringing attention to this. Well, I appreciate it. Well, I got the press release and I was like, you know, I don't know that a lot of people know about VOAD. I don't know that they do. And so let's just Turn them on to it. Right. We don't want it to be the best kept secret. I know. I hate that <laughs> phrase even. Okay. Amy Fair, thank you very much for joining us. The Vice President of Donor Services with Community Foundation of Middle Tennessee, CFMT.org. In case you're just joining us, I'm Anna Marie, and this is Focus. We're talking today about Nashville VOAD. And our next guest is Tina Doniger, Executive Director of the Community Resource Center. Welcome, Tina. Thank you for having me. How are you? Fine. You used to work? I know. With us. So. I know. It's so crazy. I saw Tina like, hello, hello, hello. She walked through like the queen coming through her her, her line of uh, fans. <laughs> okay, so uh, Nashville VOAD. R remind people what that means. Yeah, <laughs> so it is um, voluntary organizations active in disaster. Okay. But they're aiding in disaster. They're helping in disaster. They're all just jumping in. All the things. And all as, the verbs. And as Amy said earlier, basically it's nonprofits who've raised their hands and said, hey, we have resources and we want to help. Right? It is. It's um, a group of resources of agencies that are really working in the community every day. Mm -hmm. And there are some of us that just flip that switch and go right into disaster relief. While there are others that need to kind of say is this a good fit for our mission? Is it not a good fit? And so by being part of the VOAD, agencies have the opportunity to say, yes, we're going to, we're really going to get into this and support it. So it's not like every one of them is going to fit whatever the need is. Yeah. Because the whole goal of this is that each community has organizations that know that community. They know how to serve that community. They're in that community. Yeah. They're a trusted resource. And so that may not fit, for someone from, you know, South Nashville to North Nashville and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And so this gives us an opportunity to really network. Um, and I think that, you know, comprehension of 
this is all this intertwined groups that are doing this one action yeah. is really how this works in the best scenario. Oh, I agree. I agree. I'm seeing more collaboration now with nonprofits than I've ever seen in my life. I think it's a fantastic thing. Oh, yeah. I think siloing in nonprofit world is a way to just crumble the foundation of what you do. Siloing. Mm -hmm. I had never heard that phrase. Yeah, when you work in a silo and you don't actually cast that net wide and bring the other people in that can really help you, which is really core to the CRC and the Community Resource Center. We aren't just one organization. We actually work with 350 nonprofits in Middle Tennessee. And so we work with the Humane Society and um, children's organizations and unhoused organizations. And that's how we have created this network on how to serve our neighbors really well. Seeing the VOHAD really kind of um, take that same initiative is really how I think we'll be successful as a group, but also how we serve Nashville neighbors to the best of our ability. Yes, because it's going to actually help the people better instead of like, well, here's the food box and we're dropping that off, which is fantastic. And then all of their other needs go unmet because they weren't connected to somebody. Yeah. And what we've learned in in 2020 and the beginning of 21 now is that long term recovery is going to take time. This isn't something that um, you just you if we're talking about the flood, you don't just push the water out and then it's over Mm -hmm. because you've got to get the water out. You've got to get the drywall out. You've got to get the carpet, the wet furniture. And then it goes deeper like their washer and dryer was damaged. They lost their clothing. They lost their refrigerator. And so long term recovery is not just repairing that drywall. It's really helping them get to that level that they were at or close to it. Mm -hmm. And so um, most of our organizations that work with us are walking with the community foundation, with the community resource center, Han in this long-term commitment to make sure that our neighbors are um, returned to where they're at and how they were before the flood hit. And that's kind of the same mentality for the tornado um, that we rock with them long-term. So right now you have, even in the tornado, people's houses are just now getting rebuilt. Right. COVID's really impacted that. A lack of volunteers have impacted that. And so now we kind of are able to walk with that family from getting them temporary housing, making sure that they had clothing. Um, Maybe they lost a book bag. Maybe they lost a computer. You know, those kinds of things that would get them to the point in which they are safe. Mm -hmm. They have a roof over their head. But then the next step is repairment of their house. Mm -hmm. And so once that repairing is done, then we move the couches in and the appliances in. And it's almost like a homecoming of, you know, someone getting, you know, their home for the first time because it it is really they've been out of it for a year or they've been living in a part of it. And now they get to live back in the whole thing. So um, long term recovery is the goal that we have through VOAD is that at any point that there is a disaster, we can continue through that and walk with those survivors. The tornado hit about four blocks from where mm-hmm. I live and I'm drive by the houses every day. Yeah. And I see some still have the blue tarps on them. Yep. And then some that are in a, a more advanced stage of yeah. repair. How long do you think what does long term recovery look like? How, how long does it take? Well, I think you would have gotten a different answer on March 3rd than today. Why? Um, COVID. When when you look at standing up a long-term recovery group, you don't often see what's behind it. So like you don't see what's coming next and what's coming next and what's coming next. And so when we are only four weeks into tornado recovery and then the city is shut down, volunteers are, you know, forced to go from hundreds to 10. Yeah. 
restaurants are shut down, like the ripple effect of all of those different things mm-hmm. impact recovery in itself. Right. Whether it's recovery from COVID or it's recovery from a tornado, it is a ripple effect all the way across the board. And so where we would have had volunteer groups from across the country come and spend the last year with us and be housed at a faith-based organization or be housed in people's homes right. and they go to a work site every day and raise this house or fix the garage or whatever the case might be, or, you know, work on this house today, move to the next one tomorrow. We haven't been able to do any of that. And wow. one that's free labor, you know, so that was free labor Two, it was just hundreds of people that we had to turn away and say, can't do it. Wow. Um, so the tornado has been costly because we've had to hire contractors to do it. Um, the one, the kind of unseen check mark in COVID also is all of the other parts of the world that have been shut down. Mm-hmm. So appliances are hard to get. Yes. They cost more. Um, your textiles for your couches, they're hard to get. They cost more. So like all of those things. So imagine we already have this backup because of the tornado and now we've added a flood on top of it in mm-hmm. Nashville. And so those numbers are staggering. When you think about 750 houses, and that's Davidson County alone, yeah, you still have, for those listeners in Wilson, like 125 houses that have been impacted in Wilson County. And then there's some in Murfreesboro, and there's some in other counties. Yes. Like, so it's not just Davidson that got hit, but it's it's what that looks like. And so we have to think about what does that kind of rolling calculator look like? And with a lack of volunteers right now to help with that muck and gut, we've got to find people to do it. Yeah. But then we've got to find the money to be able to help these people. And unfortunately, like when someone puts an order for a couch in from the CRC, we have great partners that are giving us free furniture. Mm-hmm. Um, but that only goes so long. You know, I only $50,000 of free couches only go so long. And if we have 750 families that have been impacted, yeah, 300 of them are going to need couches, yeah. you know, and that's not even talking about appliances and, you know, things that were plugged into outlets that might have been fried. Right. You know, you just, it's a, it is just a avalanche almost of what, first of all, what damage is caused by water. But second of all, what damage is caused by a disaster like this. If you're just joining us, I'm Anna Marie and this is Focus. We're talking with Tina Doniger, Executive Director of the Community Resource Center. And we're talking about Nashville VOAD. It's a group of nonprofits who have come together to help Davidson County recover from disasters. And so we kind of don't have a timeline exactly because it's still extending because of the backups and because of COVID. Well, and even in the 2010 flood, so look at that. It took two years. I think it's two years and one month, technically, I think it was, um, to close that last case. Oh. So two years. So the flood was in May of 2010. Two years from that, you're looking at 2012 being fixed. So tornado, we're already creeping into year number two. Wow. You know, we've hit that anniversary. We're now into year two. So it's going to be a two-year process with that tornado. Um, We still have... 40 or 50 houses that are in the rebuild stage, some of them from ground up. And then the tornado was like county to county line, you know, so it looked different. This flood is, is impacting communities where a tornado jumps around. This flood is like right in the middle of South Nashville, right along, you know, these creeks that sometimes people don't even know that they're there. They drive over them. And as soon as that water went in and out, a lot of people don't think the flood did anything because they can't see it today where you said you drive by the tornado houses you see what that damage was of that tornado yeah this is 
imaginary. Like it's invisible. No one really sees that line on the wall where the water hit Mm -hmm. above the, the entry door. Um, But if you know what you're looking for, you know what it is, you know where that water hit, but Mm. If you don't really know what you're looking for, you're never going to see where the flood hit. And you're not going to know that those people inside those homes are still dealing with that disaster today and will for another year and a half. Yeah. So money, basically. Yeah. I mean, it's it's money and it's about resources. So it's about people resources, money resources and material resources. So when you give to the community foundation and put it into their disaster fund. It helps fund people like us, the community resource center, because we take that grant money that we receive and actually go and buy the tangible goods that we know that family needs to recover. So it's the appliances, it's the refrigerators, it's the washer and dryers, but it's also the clothing, the baby bottles, the Mm. wipes, the, you know, those kinds of things. That's what the VOAD partners are coming to the table. So it's like mother to mother. Um, they provide us with the formula and diapers and kids clothing and things like that. So we work with them as a partner to be like, Hey, we need kids clothing. Here's what we need. They pull all the sizes. They give it to us. We deliver it to the, to the survivor. Mm -hmm. Um, so definitely, you know, that's important. Han, you know, hands on Nashville volunteers because of COVID so many people shied away from volunteering. Oh yeah. It is very safe. You know, we have volunteers in our organization every day. We bring in 10 volunteers. They work three hour shifts. They're sorting those donations for flood survivors as well as still tornado survivors. So we mask up, we glove up if it's grimy or dirty, you know, they're hand sanitizing on a regular basis. So, and that's kind of the philosophy of all of the organizations that are still actively pursuing with volunteers. So it's safe to volunteer and people can definitely get out and make a difference because of that. Did you find that donations were down because so many, like, I know my finances were affected. My Mm -hmm. significant other's finances were affected. We were like, well, how are we going to take care of ourselves, much less keep donations up to other people? Yeah. So we as workers in this space are very tired, but we acknowledge that you are very tired. You're tired of hearing about a disaster. (laughs) You're tired of financing recovery. You know, when you think about it, some people gave at the tornado. They gave again because of COVID and they saw the impact that COVID was making. Mm-hmm. Then we had a week of winter storms. So maybe they donated True. their coffee money or, you know, $50 because they saw their neighbors not having blankets and hats. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden you're asking for them to give again in a disaster like this. So the fatigue is real mm-hmm. um, because I think Nashville is tired of what has happened to us. Oh, well, yeah. Um, And so I think it's really impacted. It's impacted jobs. Mm -hmm. You know, even the COVID shutdown, there are ripple effects that were still, you know, people getting back to work, people getting um, tourists coming back to town. Like all of those things Mm -hmm. really impact recovery from the tornado, from the flood, from, you know, all of those different things. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. Well, like I know my fence got blown down in Mm -hmm. the storm. The tornado didn't get me, but the storm did. And I was like, dang it. And so that affected my finances. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so then I was unable to give as as much as because I like to support nonprofits in our community as well. But it's like I just was wondering, like, how many other people are affected in such a way that they're like, gosh, I'm broke. I can't. I can't. I mean, I think you within 24 hours of a disaster hitting um, and Amy might be able to give better details of this, but I can really hear like see within 24 hours of the bombing, within 24 hours of the tornado our donations were pouring in. Yay. We had, you know, a line down the street 
of cars when the tornado hit a mile long trying to get into our parking lot in order to drop those off. Oh, my gosh. That's fantastic. But it didn't happen in the flood. Why? Because people are tired. They've been they've lost their job. They've been furloughed. They've been impacted in some form or fashion over this past year to where this time to donate wasn't as impactful. Yeah. Um, Or this disaster didn't touch someone they know. Mm hmm. South Nashville can be really overlooked at times. It's such a precious part of our community um, and full of just vibrance and great tasting food and amazing music and talent and Mm -hmm. all of those things. But it's often a part of town that gets overlooked. Yeah. And so when you think about the um, workers that come out of that area, they're often our hospitality workers. They're often the ones that are working behind the scenes in a restaurant or a hotel that Nashville is known for our hospitality, but often this part of the town is overlooked. And a lot of them lost their jobs. Yes. Because everything shut down. Yeah. And so it's like a double hit. It's like a COVID hit because you lost your job and maybe you're back, but you're not back five days. You're back two days. Mm -hmm. And now you've got to figure out how do I put a new deposit down on an apartment? How do I find an apartment? Yeah. Like how, where is affordable housing in this situation? You know, like all of those things. So that's what we tackle with the VOAD is we tackle all these really hard conversations and then we move things to the city. Like we move through ideas and connect with people in the city and connect with people that are part of our neighborhoods and our communities to be like, we need more affordable housing. We need more help here. We need more community centers, whatever the case might be. That's how this organization is going to make a difference in town is by coming together and networking to better our communities. And it might not instantly create more affordable housing, but they know that it's needed. Yes. But that conversation is on the table Mm -hmm. and they know that that's a need Mm -hmm. to help us thrive. Yeah. What else would you like listeners to know that maybe they don't know about? What is important? You know, I think there's a lot of different ways to get involved. And I think you just got to step out of your comfort zone and get involved. Like what do you um, mean out of our comfort zone? Maybe you have a heart for helping in disasters. Maybe you want to help people become more prepared, whatever the case might be. Like sometimes you um, maybe have a hidden talent that you don't get to use every day in your day job. Yeah. But all of these organizations are needing additional help because Again, we've been doing this for a year. Maybe you're a website designer. Maybe you're great um, at answering the phone and helping people, you know, navigate. Like these are all the kinds of things that nonprofits across the city are needing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it doesn't look like a muck and gut because there are certain people that that is scary to. And that is okay. I'm not, I do not swing a hammer. So like you don't want me to be muck and gut in anything. (laughs) Um, But I'm really great at organizing stuff. So that's what, that's my key, you know, what I bring to things. So if you've got a talent that you just want to put to good use, like we've got plenty of nonprofits that we can connect you with. And Nashville Response, I think, is a great place to see who is part of the VOAD. It's also if you've been impacted in any way from either the straight line winds prior to the flood, the flood, even the tornado. If you haven't gotten help with the tornado, but you were impacted, Go still go to that website, fill out the form and allow one of our case managers to call Mm -hmm. and just follow up and and see how those needs are. Um, Certainly, again, resources are key, cash, um, materials and time. And so any way that people can help us fix the neighborhoods and help this community is is key to our success in Nashville. And the Nashville strong motto rings true again. 
Cash, materials, and and time. Cash, materials, and time. That's what we need. Yeah. Thank you, Tina. Thank you. And we'll post the links, more information about NashvilleResponds.com and about the Nashville VOAD. So again, thanks to Amy Fair, the Vice President of Donor Services with Community Foundation of Middle Tennessee, and Tina Doniger, the Executive Director of Community Resource Center. We'll post all of that info on our Focus Facebook page. Thanks for joining us. Make sure you join us again next week. I'm Anna Marie, and that's Focus.